0: Welcome to episode 16 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip hop, entertainment, dating, relationships, social issues, sex, from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So please subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. we on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, anywhere you really listen to uh, your podcast. I'm Sean. What up, y'all? I'm Nine. How y'all hey, doing? Hey, I missed you, Nine. You've been you've been on hiatus. I'm back. Oh my God, I was. You've awake. been MIA in South America. America. I've been I've been MIA here in Miami. We fireworks Fourth of July, um, strip club. So I did tell you about. I went to the strip club. I went to G Five last weekend with some friends and did I tell you that they had a Bahamian junk a new band come up in the strip club ran all the damn strippers off the stage came through it. came through stunting it, <laughs> it, so, it was so it was so fly so that was my my staycation wow wow so we were we were gone for the week yeah but um Definitely, haven't we missed you guys? I was, I, girl, I was, I had
1: y'all in my spirit, but girl, I was in my. I actually extended my trip there, so I, I left on the twenty eighth. Um, uh, left from New York, June twenty eighth, and I was supposed to come back on the second, which is that Monday, but I extended mm-hmm. my stay to Wednesday, and I had a really, you know, I had a good time. That was my oh, first. Weekend, did. So, um, I'm brushing up on my spirit. I will say this though, girl, mm-hmm. I don't want another taco. Barista, yeah. Enchilada, quesadilla, being for a long motherfucking time. Lord, I had it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Girl, every,
0: I know every day. I'm
1: done. Yeah. But I had a good time. Um, I think I'm gonna be going back there um soon on a regular because I'm looking at like doing some investing out there. It's really inexpensive to live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of opportunities to do uh, to make some dinero. So. I'll be back out there soon before
0: the year's out. That's good. Yeah, I haven't been to Mexico in quite a few years, probably like 10 years. So, and when I went, I, I just, my experience was I got so sick um, yeah. coming back out there. So that was like, that was a terrible experience to meet with me, for me, but um, mm-hmm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed my, like I said, I enjoyed myself here. Um, Fourth of July in Miami was definitely lit. It rained a little bit, but I did get to see the fireworks. Um, you know the kid is up north with his dad, so I am free, free balling out here, y'all. <laughs> free balling. <laughs> yep. Um, definitely enjoying. So, uh, what do we call this
1: episode? We'll Girl, do this I don't know. I don't know. We 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 gotta come back to that
0: because uh, I don't know. Okay, we'll get it together. All right. So let's get right into it. We got the ratchet minute. What we got for ratchet? We we gotta talk about uh, pool patrol, Patty, permit, Patty, oh. Paul Block. Cool
1: cop, barbecue,
0: Becky. What is what is going on with these white people calling the cops on us? They calling the cops on everybody. They
1: calling the cops on kids mowing lawns. They calling the cops on kids selling water. They calling the cops on people barbecuing. Like, what the fuck is you problem? That is not your personal customer service line. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got number one as your technical support. I'm. That's I'm, not. That's not
0: what it's made for. It's nobody's bothering you. We just live in life, and y'all can't stand it. And that's, you know, that's what it is. And I, I, I was listening to something they were just talking about, you know, their comfort is more important than, you know, being civilized with, towards us. That That's the most important. I think those memes, though, were like off the chain because, this, and this is, to me, this is how we do. As Black people, you know, we can make comedy out of everything. And that's how we deal with things. So, you know, when the memes came up and you just seen Permit Patty in the the, um, (laughs) Reparations, she she all over the place. I mean, I think it's a way for us, you know, she was just photoshopped everywhere. And it's a way for us to comment on racism, bring it to the forefront. At the same time, it's, it's, it's so crazy. It's so ridiculous. And I'm telling you, we're living in a Trump era. That is, I think that is why he is this administration has definitely given those type of people a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was looking at the video with uh what's it uh pool, Paul 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 Blart the pool cop. And you know, he's he's ca- he's talking about everybody needs badges to go to the pool. Did you see that one? Yeah, the I... full the full video.
1: Mm-hmm. And she's Call like the police came over to me. There's a there's a there's a bunch of people here. Why didn't you just come over to me?
0: It's so, so crazy. So um, I, I have a story that happened probably the last, um, it was last week. So, you know, I was driving with a friend and we were in um, a very upscale part of, uh, it was like near West Palm Beach. So anyway, the car in front of us, you know, we're driving in, down this road, the car in front of us, this little dog ran out um, from a side street. The car in front of us hit the dog. So you know everybody stop and we you know I'm talking about them white people came out the woodwork, the lady, one, the one people out there crying. You know the little dog was it was holding on, but I you know I, I, I don't think it made it. Um so but you know the, the guy hit it. you would have thought that they hit a, a live person. The lady called a nine one one. I'm like nine one one is not for the dog. Are they gonna, the dog? Are they and, gonna CPR the dog? What's the cop gonna do? Girl, that's what it felt like. They were out there. That little dog, I mean, may may he rest in peace because I really don't think he made it. And, you know, everybody, it, it was people out there crying. I'm just like, you know, imagine this was a a, a black child out here in this road. Would these people be out here? They would have kept on rolling. Kept on- that's what I'm saying. The lady called 911. I'm like, I'm pretty sure 911 is not um for the dog getting hit. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure they told her to call animal control. It, it's just it 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 blows my mind because their response was just like, "Did you y'all just hit a dog? I mean, you know, I feel bad. It was a dog, right, but, but it was a dog, y'all." They, they have a certain certain uh,
1: kinship to these animals. I don't I don't get it. They, they it was just unbelievable. They, I'm so not, I'm not really a pet uh, animal. I, I'm allergic to animals, so I don't really have that kinship to animals. They I'm I'm like keep them away from me because. That were ruined. Like, oh, yeah, business. you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, but these these white folks, they just have a sense of entitlement. Um, this weekend, I was um, hanging out in Harlem, and I was it was late, so I called an Uber back to um, back to where I lived, back to mm. the park. So I get Uber Pool, which I always do because I'm very economical. Exactly. Um, I'm sitting on the passenger side, but in the back seat, you know, because that's gonna be the side I'm gonna get out on. Mm-hmm. This lady, uh, I'm in the first one in the car. So this older white lady, she comes, and I see her coming from the, from across the street. And so she comes in on my side to get in, and she opens the door, and she's okay. like, I'm "Move over." And I could have easily moved over, but right?
0: I move but you, I know you didn't.
1: I said, "No." I said, <laughs> um, "Go on on the other side." And she said, "It's dangerous because cars are coming." I said, "Well, you just walk right past that door, and there are no cars coming. So you could have easily came in there." Mm-hmm. You don't want to go there. Then get in the front seat. There's no law against you not being in the front seat <laughs> so and, over. And, and got in the front seat. But I'm like, first of all, her entitlement. And um, the
0: feeling of entitlement. Right.
1: She's asking me to move over because it's dangerous for her to be in the traffic. But also, when it's time for me to get out, I live on a busy street. When it's time yes. for me to get out, I'm going to be the one getting out on the busy street. Did she think about that?
0: No. No. I'm a little happy ass. Get up Get up in the front. That's right. Which, which now, now that you just mentioned that story, I have another story. Pretty much, kind of the same thing. So I went to the movies this past weekend with my mother and my sister. So you know, you you pre you pick out the seats that you want in the movie. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, we went to go see the what's the movie? Uncle, 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 uncle Drew yeah. <laughs> with Kyrie Irving. It was really cute. Anyway, so a family came. It was uh, a white family. There was the, obviously the father, the daughter, the and the father two kids and the wife so it's it's four of them so on my right side it's only three seats so he comes the the, you know the father comes in he's like excuse me do y'all mind moving down now we could have moved down Mm -hmm. but who's to say that someone didn't buy the seats that we were moving down to so you know I mean you you know you know my mother my mother's like so calm down so no you know we're not going to move he that man was so upset he was like i don't understand why you can't you know thank you very much thank you very much so he ends up going and sitting on the other side he made sure he came back over he's loud it was just unbelievable like stupid why did you buy you bought those you i already picked those seats you knew you have four people with you and it's only three seats so that's your bad you know i don't understand why you can't move down guess case in point like that's so feeling so entitled i'm like i'm here to watch uncle drew i'm not moving down right And you know you know joy was all on it i I had to calm calm harlem down harlem (laughs) (laughs) Stand up. <laughs> but it, but the same thing that, that sense of entitlement, you know, which is like he just assumed, oh, you're gonna can you move can you move down? Yeah. No. I'm, I'm comfortable. And then you know it's reclining seats. I'm I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. No. But yeah, yeah. that's 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 some white folks for you.
1: That is I I, mm-hmm. I will be, and I say this all the time, but I will be so glad when this reign of terror, and that's what I call it, a rain of terror because mm-hmm. they terrorize they're terrorizing the whole fucking
0: world the whole earth and and you know what and they when you get down to it they're acting out of fear mm-hmm. because when you when you peel this onion all these layers back the only thing you know it's this it's this unreasonable sense of fear that they have that's why they're getting on the phone and saying all this crazy stuff because mm-hmm. you you know it's it's the fear of a black pla- planet it really is because, you know, if you look at the
1: numbers, they are the minority. They are the minority of the world. There's a very small percentage of people who are white. And and actually, the the actual um, idea of whiteness keeps, they keep expanding it. Because before it was a small portion, mm-hmm. and now the Italians are included in it. The um, the Jews are included. Right. It kind of keeps broadening up. But really, if you look at it, there are more people of color on this
0: earth than there are white people. Absolutely. And they know that, and that's the mm-hmm. Sophia of a black planet. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we have this innate survival of the fittest. And when you really get down to it, they, they have every, they have so many strikes against them. I don't want to get into the whole, you know, there's the melanin argument. There's, there's so many different things that go into it that, you know, they, they are an endangered species. They really so, are. Mm-hmm. So that's why you got a permit, Patty. who, you know, did you see the woman that she was like ducking behind a wall to get on the- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, when she was the one calling the, the cops on the girl a girl selling water. You need a permit. And the, this, that particular woman had a business selling weed, medicinal mm-hmm. weed. And she just lost her business. I think yeah, they threw her out of flushed, the flushed Flesh touched stash right down the drain. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, Bye, boo. All right. All right. So moving on. Um, I wanted to not that I wanted to, but I wanted to talk about R. Kelly, the latest revelation in his uh, sexcapades, what's going on. So I don't know if you heard this, um, but a woman came forward by the name of Geronda, And she said that she first um, had sex with uh, R. Kelly when she was about 16 years old. And he forced her to sign all these contracts, like non-disclosure agreements. So, I mean, he was like 50 shades of gray way before there was 50 shades of gray. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they were kind of what I call pleasure contracts, so she was there to kind of please him and, and do all these things. But I, I think another interesting revelation that she made is that she claims that she witnessed um, a man named Bubba, who was R. Kelly's gay lover, giving him head and that uh, R. Kelly forced her to use uh, sound like a big old black man dingo dildo on his on his booty hole. Um, mm-hmm. And that she got herpes from him. So uh, he was paying her $5,000 a month in hush money. And when she went public with the story, uh, you know, money stopped, stopped coming in. So mm-hmm. what do you think of that?
1: You know, I'm not surprised. There have been so many allegations and, and stories of him with these underage girls. You know how I feel about him. He's disgusting. Um, in terms of the gay sex, I'm not surprised. With someone like mm-hmm. R. Kelly and someone who has like a sexual deviance, um, they, I think they get to a point, I'm not saying he's gay or he's not gay. Um, and, and, and then that's up for debate too. Some people say just because you engage in a sexual act with this. Same- oh,
0: come on I'm not, now.
1: I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, um, but I will say this. I have heard that, um, some men, they are so like deep into their sexual deviance that it's, they're always looking for the next level of pleasure, the next level of pleasure. So I, I did that, now I got to do this, now I got to do that. Right. So it, even if he, you know, he's having sex with, with this man, I just think it's just levels to his sexual deviancy. Not saying that being gay is is because dev- love who you want to love, but in in this case right here with R. Kelly, mm-hmm. right, he, he is he's sick. He's he's really sick. So I just think I just see all of this is feeding feeding into his sickness. So. I'm sure I wouldn't even I wouldn't be surprised if he had a gay lover. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there's a story, you know, that come up where he's in the hospital and they gotta take us a gerbil out his butthole. I would not be surprised. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be surprised if there are stories coming out where he's having sex with animals. I would just would not be surprised with him. So
0: yeah. I um I I just uh, I duck all right moving on cuz i i can't um all right what what else do we have
1: um so i see oh so trump is scheduled this is i don't even i know we're in the ratchet so this could be ratchet woke anything trump to me is just fucking ratchet but number 45 i can't number 45 don't even say his name like mm-hmm. 45 so he's due to arrive in london uh this friday on a state visit mm-hmm. which is really which is really awkward because right now we're kinda at odds where well, he is at odds with, with London, uh, because they are against so many of his policies. But anyway, he has this um uh this this uh this visit scheduled and so the people are protesting his visit. Um oh. and the, the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, gave the approval to for these folks uh the citizens to fly a trump baby balloon um <laughs> close to the parliament <laughs> during this man's visit i love it yeah you have to google this and see this little this little orange uh um, balloon. Is it, what is it like a head of him like what is it like it's, a bobblehead no it's like it's like a full body of, of him, <laughs> but it's like it's round and it's it's grotesque um it's hilarious um <sighs> So they're scheduled to do that for two hours um, on June 13th, which is the day before my birthday.
0: Yay! What are we going to do? Okay, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, <laughs> so and, and the people are protesting. They they were like 10,000 people that signed a petition um, to actually have this balloon, and thousands of people contributed to the crowdfunding to actually pay for the balloon. And they're going to be protests all across London for his three day visit. So you know, the no one like no one likes Trump. Um. so they're protesting his visit and
0: and that's just what it is so okay. how this goes Um. yeah again I'm just ugh, anything that is pertaining to number 45 and you know I've had some experiences this past two weeks where I've talked to people it, it I told you this who support him black people that look like us and you know, it's, I've had some really huge debates about this man. So I'm just like, my stomach hurts. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, I just don't, I don't understand anyone um, who, who supports this man. I think it's hilarious. There's stories that are coming out now of like some of these like, um, I don't want to say Mexican, South American folks that live, in, um, that live in the States that supported him, but are now at risk of being deported. You know,
0: wow, isn't that? I told you the story of I have a friend who, um, her family is they're from Cuba, mm-hmm. and they I'm talking about had the Trump stickers on the cars and big signs out in front of their house, and the, the just you know, without giving too much detail. So they basically harbor their illegal alien family members. Mm -hmm. It's like the craziest thing, but they, but they love this man. They love number 45 and just, you know, just understanding the psyche around it. I, I don't, I don't understand. Cause in the meanwhile, you got Jorge hiding in the basement. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get anybody.
1: I don't get anyone, any, any person of color who, who can, uh, be on, on the side of this man. It's those those uh, those MAGA hats make America great again. Th- that's like the new uh, hood. Who puts hood, Right. The the KKK. Yeah, like I agree. Because really, when you think about it, when was America really great? And mm-hmm. when he's talking about making America great again, it, it, he's talking about white dominance. Back exactly. Then, it was never really great for anyone of color. Honestly, it was never exactly.
0: Great. Exactly. Unbelievable. <laughs> So, all right. So, well, that kind of goes into, I had uh, number 45, the uh, Trump administration is actually looking to do away with any admissions program, college admission program that takes race and ethnicity into account. So remember that Obama's administration basically recognized that schools had a quote unquote, compelling interest in diverse populations. So although at the time, race was not a primary factor in determining admission, it was something that could be lawfully considered with the goal of achieving a, a diversity in these in uh, colleges and universities. So, um, in light of, I don't know if you heard, there is a lawsuit. Asian Americans basically got together and they're suing Harvard um, because they're suing Harvard and it's saying it's unlawful to limit the amount or the number of Asians that have been admitted um, because that's what Harvard was doing to kind of balance out the. Diversity in the numbers. Um, so now we have, you know, Trump is is they're they're doing away with uh, basically it's an attack on affirmative action. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to look at I think what it's what's going to happen is schools are are being discouraged from um, making sure there's racial diversity at the colleges. So this is just you know this is something I think that his administration they promised it would be done, and this is in line with um, the teachings the the ideology of this administration. What do you think? Um, I
1: don't. I don't agree with it. Of course, I don't agree with it at all. And you know, actually, the Mayor De Blasio of um of New York actually is proposing something similar to that. I, I don't. His his purpose is not the intent that Trump is doing it, but um, what he wants to do is to change um the admission policy of some of these elite high schools, and to get a, to do away with like the admissions policy of testing so that they can allow more students of color in. So, so okay. kind of the same thing, but for the opposite reason. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I think, are you are you a product of any sort of affirmative action program? Um,
1: Am I? Um, I will say that when I was in like grade school, mm-hmm. elementary schools and middle schools, I, I was always in like the advanced classes. Um it was it based on affirmative action? No, because the bitch was smart. But mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> But it so it 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 may, you know, actually I don't even know what that selection pro- process is because it it may have been they had a um a uh an a allotted amount um uh, for students of color. So it, it could be an uh I have to ask actually if it was part of some sort of uh affirmative affirmative action. But in my not I don't believe so
0: yeah i mean yeah in my adult years no but i mean i've I've known people i've seen the benefit of it Mm -hmm. um i think that race should be a factor to Mm kind of even stuff out um especially like when you get to college especially in these universities and you know i used to hear people you ever hear people say you know i'm not a test taker And, you know, it, it, I I get it, you know, some of us, we, we learn differently and not saying that it's, it's, it's always race-based, but it's something that needs should be, should be considered. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I just, this is your, the reign of terror that you were talking about, that's just right. Um, I'm, I'm looking for this to end. Yeah, this is, this this has got to end. So. Um yeah, affirmative action, I, you know, and I'm I'm a I'm a proponent of it. I I don't you know, I think honestly, there's some things in it. Mhm.
1: You know, honestly, the affirmative action really benefited white women more than it benefited other people. How so? Um because it was it was for it it came about during the whole in the 60s when women were fighting for their rights. And so that's when affirmative action was actually implemented so that they can get their foot in the door in in companies and colleges. So they actually benefited more, which is so funny because I don't think you—I don't know if you remember a few years ago, where I have to, some of this, some of the, the details are kind of foggy. But there was a woman who didn't get accepted into a college, a white girl didn't get get accepted into the college because, mm-hmm. um, I guess it's because of her her grades or whatever, and she was fighting affirmative action, saying that someone black took her spot.
0: Was <laughs> really, you know, she was a, a mediocre student.
1: You know uh-huh. I feel kill- like
0: I've heard that before it was a it was a white guy though that I heard the same thing, you know, and then he went around and sued and this
1: this, this, this case was a white I forget her name she was a white white girl white blonde uh girl, but you know really and that's when I kind of read up on affirmative action i and I read so many things about you know when it, when the actual policies were implemented, it was really to benefit white women doing that whole um equal rights you know movement for women
0: right. <laughs> and, Okay, I'm I'm just, all right, moving on. <laughs> what else we got? What you got?
1: All right. Oh, so over um, last weekend, over the holiday, July 4th holiday, um, oh I don't know if you heard of it, but this is a woman, uh, Teresa Patricia Akumo. Um, she actually, mm-hmm. yeah, she scaled the, uh, the uh, Statue of Liberty. She was actually- I
0: saw her perched over by the toes.
1: <laughs> yeah, chilling. So she was- um, it was like a four hour standoff of this woman. She was uh, on the Statue of Liberty and she was protesting um, the the immigration uh, policies of uh, 45. So mm-hmm. there's like a four, a four hour standoff with them, uh, with the police. And, you know, eventually, you know, they got her down. She said she wasn't going to move until all the kids were free. Uh, you know, that really was awesome. But, you know, I, I do st- I do applaud her for taking a stance. Uh, she's a part of a group called Rise and Resist, which i never heard of. Um, and they were formed against immigration and customs enforcement on, on Liberty Island. So, um, okay. all across social media, there was a lot of support for her. There was a lot of think pieces about, you know, what she did on, um, so I read some things like on Twitter and Instagram. So she got a lot of support for that. So I, I do applaud her for, for taking a stance.
0: I do too. I do too. Um, i I, I would not have scaled the Statue of Liberty. Lord, I ain't been there since I was like 10 years old. I think the last time I was in Ellis Island, I was probably nine or 10. It's scary. Have you ever been?
1: No, I've never been. I've always, I, I've seen, like I've always taken the ferry and if I have people that come visit, we take the ferry over to Staten Island to to, to view it. Because that's, that's right. a nice ride. Um, I fell asleep one time. Like it's it, you, you take it at the <laughs> right time and the sun is like coming down and it's warm and you got the the water splashing mm-hmm. on your face like the missing... Face. <laughs> Yeah, that is like that's a good like fifteen minute ride, and you can fall Beautiful, it. beautiful. But that's the only time I've ever seen Statue Look. I've never been actually on Ellis Island.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like I said, I probably the last time I was there, probably like ten. I was ten or eleven. It was a, it was, it was scary to me mm-hmm. to go because it's. I mean, you're just out there, and you know the steps you climb. This little, these steps to get to where she was. It's like going um, up in the Eiffel Tower. You ever, you ever been in the Eiffel Tower?
1: No, I need to do a a, a tourist okay. tour of New
0: York. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it it just reminds me of that. It's it's I'm not necessarily afraid of heights, but it's something that'll have your heart in your mouth. So I I applaud her even for that for getting to where she was, because mm-hmm. even that is a it's a it's a it's a bit of a a daredevil hike. But um and I, and I'm I'm definitely supportive of of the move. You know, like I said, I some I I probably wouldn't have done it, mm-hmm. but um kudos for her for um you know, bringing some awareness to this on growing, ongoing, on growing problem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what else, what where are we at now? We had we... the weekend deck. We, had... we did pretty good. Oh yeah, weekend did We did pretty <laughs> good. We did we did woke Ratchet, girl. This oh. has been a long overdue weekend for weekend. Day. <laughs> I, I have so many huh?
1: stories, but well, we're gonna have to ration these stories out. <laughs> Ooh, do tell do tell you got one? Oh, I don't
0: want to talk about it right now.
1: We'll talk about it later.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, all right. So we got, we, we got a couple of questions that came in, but say, okay. So here's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes from one of our, uh, very, very supportive listeners. So she says, um, she recently caught a, her married boss getting head from a co-worker. Um, She said that her department, they hold these parties and, you know, they were celebrating because they had hit their benchmark at the time. And during the time she was on the floor, everybody was pretty empty. So she reached down to grab something from her desk. And then when she looked up, (laughs) what she saw, she froze and she turned around and and ran out of there. So basically she saw um, her boss getting head from a young co-worker she said the co-worker is also two decades younger than the married boss sure. um so she's asking what should she do she said i've never experienced anything like this in my life and in hindsight it should have gone to hr our office is closed so i know i our office is closed so i know i'm friendly with both of my co-workers but i have no idea what to say and since it's been a a, a while i'm also nervous i won't be believed what should i do um I should add that my friends and I suspected that these two were having an affair, but we didn't want to believe it because it's because the boss is someone we trust and respect. So, Hmm. Should she, what should she do? Uh, give your mouth shut. Hang on. I'm yeah. Doing <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree. I don't think there's anything to tell here. There's nothing to see here. People. I, it's, it, it's some head. Um, you know, it, it, I think the office office affairs are they, they, they're messy long as yeah. you're not doing it or you're doing it outside of the office there's no reason to get involved in somebody you know the two consenting adults whether one is married or not it's not your place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I don't think you were traumatized by what you saw uh, yeah it's 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 creepy it's a little creepy but mm-hmm. you know. I don't think there's anything to tell there.
1: You know, I'm I'm not really big on office romances. I'm I know people that have met their forever booze at work. Um i I've never really been a a, you know, a supporter of it. I did I did kind of date someone once. Um and and I say date loosely because we just kinda used to hang out and have fun. Mm -hmm. um, and even still I was always just so cautious, like, you know, don't tell anybody we hang out. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) are so nosy, you know? I, just, I, I agree. I like people I in, in our business. And even, uh, we're still we're still pretty cool to this day, but we, I just, that was my first and only time, and I just, they're just messy, for me, anyway, for me. I like
0: no, the- I I agree. I think they're messy. I never engaged in, in one myself, but I saw one right before my eyes go on, mm-hmm. you know, and let me, let me be in my office on a late night, and they're upstairs, you know, throwing stuff against the wall and getting it in. So you know, it's, un- it's it's a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, it's none of my business. Honestly. Keep
1: it moving. Keep keep, keep moving. it the you know if keep she it. if she were calculated, you know, she can leverage that to her benefit. Ah, that's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Woo. So, as I have, I don't know what her her uh, level is on um, in the company and what you know what she aspires to be in the company but you know she may want to keep that in the back mm-hmm. of her mind. This could be a leg
0: up girl. You know what <laughs> what take take, take, it, take your time, do it right. What? There's so many avenues to explore with this.
1: No. <laughs> think about this real quick. Don't run the HR so fast. Just, think
0: Just about yet. That. Yep. Get your get your camera phone ready. And your your voice your voice recorder. <laughs> <laughs> <It's the laughs> right strategically place, place. <laughs> yourself outside by the car.
1: Right place at the right time.
0: I'm just saying you'll come up. Well, <laughs> but no, but uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, keep it to yourself, girl. Enjoy the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on. We where are we at now? We are. I, I reminisce reminisce. The reminisce. Yeah. Yes. It's
1: your reminisce, Nye. It is. It is. And I thought it was just really befitting because this is like the beginning of summertime. And so I wanted to to shout out uh, Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yes. I, I, I wasn't a, a huge fan of theirs. You know, it was cute. Back in the day, when you know, I had uh, parents dressing on the stand. It was a cute. Little... When this came out, I was like, this is a totally different sound. Uh, from what they had before. And for this song, because right when it came out, uh, my, my aunt and uncle, um, they had this beach house in, in Whitestone, Virginia. And we had a mm-hmm. weekend. And uh, their next door neighbor, this older, older, older black man had a pool. And so while all adults were like at the beach or in the house, I was in the pool. I met this little cutie there, boy. We- <laughs> And that song was in my mind. He was from Philly too. I forget his name. I was like maybe like thirteen or fourteen. Oh, that's so cute! Uh, i to uh, to ninth grade, like you know the upcoming school year. So this song always brings back that memory. So I, I kind of felt like I was kind of moving from girlhood to like young adulthood a little bit. call mm-hmm. uh, myself, met you know, this cute little you know this little cutie from Philly. Um, uh, so I I like this song, and it's a it's a dope song. You know, it's a super dope song. Yeah. It was actually produced, when I was doing some research on it, by these group of uh, producers. I've never even heard of these people. I think they're American. Um, K. Singers, Hulu
0: and Roland Edison. Um, Hulu and Roland, yeah. I don't don't know who they are. So, I told you, the word on the street about this song, as I understand it, was that um, Rakim wrote the lyrics. He was the ghostwriter for this. I think have And that's which, why I like it so much. Because so I'm like, this doesn't sound anything like what they It think. doesn't sound, yes. Which I told you, when I said, look, this is what I know. I And I, I put it on Twitter. I, you would have thought it was going to come from my head, girl. And <laughs> people were so adamant that Rockham did not write these lyrics mm-hmm. for, uh, what's this, crush Name, the Fresh Prince? Yes, yeah, it's for Fresh Prince. DJ Jeff. for The Fresh Prince. That, they, they didn't need him right. But if you listen to it, yeah, here yeah it yeah, is. your cool, oh, a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little yeah. separate from the monotony. hardcore dance got me. How he, the flow of it, the tone of his voice, how he made his
1: voice deeper, the flow of it, it sounds like a
0: rock, him song. Thank it you. sounds just Thank like you. Me. So I, I, I rest oh. my case, Sources already put me on and said it. I believe it. And if you listen to it, I mean, you know, and the, the debate got so heated. And they're like, you know, Rakim said he didn't write him. Like, well, he's a ghostwriter. What ghostwriter you know? He says, I wrote the song. They it's him a fun. confidentiality call. They can't... Thank you. Not, he's never going to admit it. He's never going to say. He took his check and ran with it. Whatever mm-hmm. he did with it. But so it was It was a high... It was very heated debate on... Where the? Because these lyrics did not come from Fresh Prince. I don't so, think. Have, well, maybe I don't think
1: a lot of Fresh Prince lyrics came from him. Because I, I I know some people that actually go spoke for him. The Miami song. I know my that song. Okay. Oh yeah, who? Can we, um, can we can we talk about who did that? Kel. I don't know if you know Kel. Um, what's his name? Kel. He he. Um, hold on. Let me look my, real quick on uh. Internet. I know him by Kel Spencer. Okay, I am just cool with him. We called him Lenny in, uh, in college, but his name is Kel Spencer, and uh, he's been in hip hop for years. He actually—no, um, he didn't do this, but he actually—he uh, used to work with Fresh Friends for for many years, and he wrote the, MI,
0: the, the Miami song. Miami song, yeah. So I mean, I you know, I think Will has has always been a performer, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily a lyricist. So big thing, but, the, but that song was definitely, I think, what year did that come, did that come out? What year did something come out? I want to say it had to be like 97.
1: No, it was and before that wasn't in high school. It was like, um, I, I want to say 90. Like, maybe 91. Hold on.
0: Really? It wasn't 97. It wasn't 97. Um, let me see. Um, yeah, I just saw, ooh, it was released on my birthday may 20th 1991
1: okay yeah it was cause it was right before i went to uh to high school i remember that cuz i remember i met that cute boy
0: <laughs> oh lord i think this was a song that when it first came out i honestly thought it was corny and, but they played it so much i can appreciate it now and after a while you know after a while i think when you when you um when you travel a little bit and this song comes on in the summertime it's mm-hmm. like it it's a, it's it, Provides like the the soundtrack yeah. to your life, but at the time I just remember when it came out, I was like, "Oh, this is you know, because it's 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 Fresh Prince," and I think this was his is after the parents just don't understand, so he'd already did that, right?
1: Yeah, that was, yeah that came out years after that. He was not like married with a kid or almost had a kid. He was married or whatever um, when this song came out. To his but first wife. Yeah, like, so that's, was but good. it,
0: it was, it's and they just I just remember Hot 97 played this song. It, that was all you heard, mm-hmm. but I can appreciate it so much more now. And like I said, knowing that Rakim has something to do with this, that you hear it, it's so it's so smooth. Yeah, and the, it was sampled from
1: uh, "Cool in the Gang," uh, "Summer Madness," which interesting yes. was the intro
0: to "Baby Boy." Um, I don't know if you've ever seen "Baby Boy." Of course, girl. That was on. That actually was on probably a, a, about two weeks ago, and I watched it again. Baby boy is always playing somewhere. <laughs> Jody,
1: Jody, <laughs> I bring
0: my car back, Jody.
1: Girl, that that movie is so terrible, but I watch it all. I love that movie though.
0: It's like I, it's terrible, but I watch it every time it comes on. It is, and just to add, so cool in the gang. I told you that um, the lead singer used to do my hair right back in the day. He oh. was a yeah um no you never told me that (laughs) i did tell you this i did uh robert what was his name robert the 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 um the lead singer joe and uh yeah he had a shop in um in hackensack in jersey and back when i used to get a perm and my perms are 45 dollars he used to lay he used to lay it (laughs) My permit. <laughs> I am not get the I, Yeah, I, I kid you not. Um, I'm sorry, James, JT Taylor. Okay, He yeah. had a shop, and he was a hairstylist. Is he gay? I don't think he was. I mean, okay, because he have- had, I think he had, like, a wife, and he had kids. He had daughters. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that don't make no never mind. But I don't, you know, but he was, he liked hair. Yeah. And I was I was young. I was probably like 11 or 12 years old. I was back in the day and me and my sister, my mother would give it would write a check, like a blank check. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go get your perm, girl. And J, JT Taylor. Yes. Yes. So that was my, my, um, you know, and I was I was young. I was like, oh, you know who cool in the Gang is, right? Like, he does hair, girl. <laughs> okay. All right. Good girl. Little, known fact. Little known fact. Yes. Yes. So, OK. um. Where are we at now? I just oh, I think support it. black businesses. Are are we there? Yeah, we're there. Okay. We're okay, um what what's the black business cuz I just lost all of my information.
1: Okay, so you well, I'm just reading what you
0: have. Um it's uh Maya the beauty technology company. Maya Yes, yes. Okay, so I think I got it back up now. I'm good. All right, so Havana is a um, let's see, because I've I've used them before. So they're basically a beauty beauty tech company, and they specialize in healthy hair care science. So the science of your hair. So basically, what you do is you can find out what your hair needs. You send them like a sample, and they analyze the locks for you. Mm-hmm. So I've actually done this. They send you like this little hair analysis kit, and you send it back in, and then they could tell you. Um, all kinds of things about your hair, they give you like an actual report and they tell you, um, you know, what ingredients or what nutrients are lacking and what you need for your hair. So it's like a, and, and honestly, I like it because they don't, they have products that they sell, Mm -hmm. but they'll tell you, okay, if you, you know, if you're lacking in, in some ingredient, you can get it anywhere. You know, you don't have to necessarily go with all of their products, which I, I think is a, is a nice plug for them. So, um, my Avana was started, let's see, do I have that? Um, I remember it was like four women engineers. They're from Georgia tech and they started this company. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're supporting the black businesses. It's my Avana it's M Y a V a N a.com huh and they have their products and they have their services and it's really you know they have different tiers it's really inexpensive for i think thirty nine dollars or something like that you can get a full hair analysis so oh. um definitely supporting them in what they do
1: mm-hmm. that's cool okay. yeah
0: i like i i i like the idea i love the idea like i said i've i've used their services i'm actually gonna do it, for my, do it for my son and mm-hmm. see what's going on. So, mm-hmm. all right, where are we at
1: now? You know what, we're at the end, but I do want to talk about something else really, really quickly. So um, before I went to Miami, uh, not Miami, damn it. Before I went to Mexico, um, our producer, uh, Vegas World, he invited me, he got tickets to see um, this documentary on um, Bobito Gar- Garcia. Yeah,
0: you know,
1: Barbito. Barbito, so it was in Central Park it was a showing of a documentary uh, on him. So, you know, I know Barbito. I've, you know, I've, I've heard of him stretching Barbito. I've seen some of the stuff that he's done. You know, he's worked for um, mm-hmm. some um, some labels. He did work in magazines. So I went, you know, just to go check it out. Uh, it's a part of hip hop history. Um, it's called Rubber Rock 45s. Let me tell you, this mm-hmm. is so inspiring. He has done, so, like, he has done so much stuff, Sean. Like, right. every time I'm like, OK, this document is about to be over, Right. he, he, did, some of, he, he did something else. He, like, he has, um, you know, he's a, a big, you know, he's into music. He's into hip hop. He's also into sneakers. So he's done a lot. Like, he's done, um, he's had, like, nonprofits go to Africa and do, like, oh, wow, and donate sneakers. He's designed sneakers. He has um, worked for different um, uh, record labels. He has done, he's done so much. He's, he started like basketball tournaments, um, for the kids. And one of the things he talked about, oh, wow. growing up, um, is that he had a lot of adversity growing up. Um, you know, his, his father was an alcoholic, um, his mom, you know, she's very supportive. She had like a 10,000 jobs, but you know, he was, you know, he was abused as a kid by another oh, wow. kid. And so he talked about this throughout, you know, um, Throughout, you know, the documentary, right? It was, just, it was just really powerful because a lot of a lot of men don't really admit to, to stuff like that.
0: Uh, what kind of abuse? I'm 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 asking. It was a sexual abuse. Oh wow!
1: Sexual abuse by another kid. Um, and so later on in life, he actually com- confronted this kid. Well, they were adults at this point, but um, he confronted him, and you know. Uh, forgave him because you know they were both kids, and the guy was like, "You know, you have so much bravery because I couldn't do what you just did." You know, it happened.
0: Wow. But
1: Wait, I, who said that? Who said that? The abuser said that to Barbido. Was like, "You you are so brave for you know confronting me about this because I didn't have the courage to do it." You know
0: what? Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, what is it called? What's this documentary called? Because I want to see rubber it. Rubber Rock Forty Five. And you know what I do like.
1: To keep me motivated and and keep my spirits lifted, I do. I read a lot of um, biographies of successful people, or I watch documentaries or mm-hmm. articles. Um, but if if you, if I suggest anyone go look at this documentary because this dude has done so much. And his he's like fifty something years old. He looks yeah, like- I
0: think he's in his fifties. And you know, I I I remember him because of the connection with. Um, like Fat Joe and Big Pun, you know, Mm -hmm. like, that was, that was my, how, you know, introduced him, and I knew he was into sneakers, because he had a show, um, I don't know, like, when he had a sneaker show, Mm -hmm. where he basically, like, talked to different celebrities about their sneaker collection, so I remember him from that, I knew, um, you know, he was definitely into sneakers, and I know he's, like, he's, like, an old school, like, I've, I've been to parties before, where he's, He's that old school DJ that brings the crates of records. Yeah, you actually. Next
1: time when you come to come to New York, you gotta go. It's it's him and like Stretch and D Nice and I think Clark Kent is a part of it. It's called the Originals. Uh, Rich Medina. It's called the Originals, and they do like a monthly party. And it's oh, wow. super dope because they're rocking all like the forty fives and like all like obscure like hip hop and soul music and and you know uh, Spanish music. It's it's a dope party. So next time, where is it at? It's done somewhere downtown, like in a meatpacking district. Um, it, it changes venues, you know, every once in a while. So it's not like at one spot every time. But it's a, yeah. dope, it's a dope party. It's a super dope party.
0: That'll be cool. Yeah, because I went to Stretch Armstrong was actually here maybe a month or two ago. I went to a party and, you know, because I feel like I'm such an old school hip hop head enthusiast. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that was really feeling it. That's how I feel. Like when I go to these different venues and if it's not, if it's outside of New York, it's just like the culture is, it's been so washed washed out. So people didn't, I felt like the crowd didn't really value and understand mm-hmm. the greatness that was before them. You know, like he he had a, tur- he was on, he had turntables, you know, and I'm talking about um, Stretch Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, that there's an art form there. Yeah, that is. we that we need to preserve. So I, I, you know, I value that, and you know, I definitely, um, I want to see this documentary. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. But yeah, uh, Babito, Babito.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. And at the, uh, he was DJing before the actual documentary started, and he was doing all 45s, like everything. <laughs> was <laughs> I love
0: it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I love it. All right. So next time, yeah, next time I come to New York, we gotta, we gotta coordinated so it's around the time we can go to one of the shows
1: mm-hmm. yep. okay so- cool
0: all right well i think we have come to an end we had a good show uh, still don't have a name for it but we're gonna come up with one mm-hmm. by the time this goes live so um you can subscribe to that's what i'm saying the podcast and the apple podcast app google play iHeartRadio, radio soundcloud Spreaker, stitcher we're also on cast is a cast pot cast box cast. um and cast pot which is like i said uber convenient you can put all of your podcasts on there please 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 follow us on facebook we're on instagram instagram and twitter our twitter handle is that's what i say three visit that's what i'm saying podcast.com to learn more send us questions and comments we love it especially the dick stuff um the dick minute please <laughs> fill us up we need fill us up with some dick for our dick minute <laughs> Um and die, who are we shouting out? We always gotta
1: shout out our super super mega producer, Vegas World Inc. You can find him on Instagram, you can find him on Twitter. Um, he's super dope. Um, so yeah, Vegas World
0: Inc. We like so thank you all for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media until next week. Peace. Take care.